Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to regulatory pressures to marketing strategies. Given the food system currently contributes a third of greenhouse gas emissions and is a driving cause of soil and species loss, Adopting quote-unquote sustainable practices is no longer enough to save the planet's health or ensure sufficient nutritious food for future generations, which is why Soup Mix Spice Blend and Meal Kit Maker Noor is launching 50 regenerative agriculture projects around the world in the next five years. The ambitious effort announced last week is part of Noor's broader mission to reinvent food for humanity and get food that is good for people and the planet on 7 billion plates by 2025 globally. It also builds on parent company Unilever's regenerative agriculture principles, which were announced this spring and focus on five priority areas where the company says it can generate the biggest impact. So as a leader and the largest food brand within Unilever, Nor is leveraging its scale and position in the industry and supply chain to test, learn, and share best practices with the hopes that other brands and stakeholders will join hands to confront the threats facing the environment, acknowledge their contributions to the problem, and identify where and how they can make a positive impact. In this episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast, Global Marketing Sustainability Lead at NOR for Unilever, Dorothy Shaver, shares why NOR is undertaking this massive project on such a tight timeline, details the first three projects started earlier this year, and shares early lessons learned to help other stakeholders following its lead, as well as talk about how doing good for the planet is also good for business. So while NOR's roadmap for reducing the environmental impact of the food system and restoring the Earth's health is ambitious and underscores the urgency of change, it also builds on a strong foundation of successful collaborations with farmers and suppliers over the past decade that demonstrate, as Shaver says, how food is a valuable lever to unlock human and planetary health. The planet is in a crisis. And we urgently need to accelerate to really reverse the damage that's been done. And I think, you know, most of us believe that transport, electricity, and energy use really cause the most environmental damage, when in fact, it's our food. And this is due to both the types of food that we grow and the way that we are growing them in resource-intensive and damaging ways. So we're all aware of the climate crisis and food contributes more than a third of greenhouse gas emissions, which of course is a key contributor to climate change. We also know that water scarcity is a major issue with some experts saying that if we continue in this direction, we actually won't have any water left in 30 years and food is the number one user of water. Also, when it comes to where our food grows, so the equivalent of a soccer field of soil is lost every five seconds, and food is a key contributor to soil loss and erosion. And also, a big topic that's been talked about lately is that more than one billion species are threatened with extinction and expected to get worse. And this really threatens ecosystems that we depend on, and food is a top contributor of species loss. 
No, I think from, you know, the Noor point of view, it's really about, you know, this is all quite negative and daunting. Um, but if you think about it, if you flip it, food can also be the most valuable lever to unlock human and planetary health. And that's what we at Noor really aim to do from both the side of what we eat and how we grow it. So there's three big shifts that we move toward with Noor and what we're doing with our communication, our products and our partnerships, and of course, the way we grow our food. One is really around more variety. So eating a wider variety of foods so that we also grow a wider variety of foods because one of the main problems is that we're growing the same food over and over again. And that causes a huge problem when it comes to the amount of resource that we need and the soil degradation that causes. And then the second one, of course, is around really eating and then, of course, growing foods that take less resource naturally. So some of those foods can be, you know, of course, more plants and less meat, but even foods that making sure that we grow foods in places that they need to be grown. It's, it's about getting more variety on people's plates and about making sure that we get those foods on people's plates that take less resources. And then the third piece is really around you know, how we grow all of our food. And we have to move forward to grow foods in not just sustainable, but also restorative and regenerative ways. So these are the three big shifts that Noor really stands for. And as you would imagine, the third shift is the one that we're focusing on today when it comes to our great initiative that I'm immensely proud of and excited for around moving into regenerative agriculture practices in 50 projects over the next uh, five years. By leveling up the intensity of its environmental support efforts and implementing Unilever's regenerative agriculture principles, NOR is adopting a more flexible approach that can be tailored based on the unique needs of its partners. So this is quite different than organic or sustainable in that it doesn't just maintain, it doesn't just do less harm, it actually does good. And that's the big difference. And there's a couple key pieces that are different. And one is that, you know, sustainable and organic is kind of a one size fits all way of kind of managing water, managing pesticide use and chemical use, managing to make sure that people are getting paid a fair wage, managing the amount of greenhouse gases emitted, but it's not about replacing, restoring and regenerating. And with the damage that's been done, that's what we need to do at this point. And in order to do that, we actually need to look at the farms, the farmers and the entire environment and ecosystem and deliver on those challenges. And that's exactly what these projects will do. And that's exactly what regenerative agriculture does. And this is why we have principles instead of a code. So the principles are there as a guide to say, you know, if your challenge is in soil health, let's do some cover cropping and naturally get nutrients in there by putting other foods on top of that soil between harvests. And it's things like this that we need to be creative and look at the actual challenges to address them so that that way we'll be able to have the outcomes and impacts that really show the positive work that can be done when we let nature work with nature. So it's really quite magical if you think about it as well. 
with a tight timeline of only five years, Noor isn't wasting any time launching the first projects that will collectively help Noor lower greenhouse gas emissions of key ingredients by 35%, reduce water use 30%, and improve soil health and diversity. Already, it's launched three projects, which were selected based on existing relationships with suppliers and their potential impact. So picking key ingredients with high volume that are important to Nora's portfolio and which can drive the most positive change. In the first project, Nora partnered with its rice supplier, Riviana, and the University of Arkansas to measure reductions in greenhouse gas emissions and water capture. The rice farmer we've been working with for quite some time on sustainable agriculture, and it's one of our highest volume ingredients in the United States. Just a a few facts for you is that um, 60% of plant-based calories actually come from rice, wheat, and corn. And also rice is only second to animals as the highest contributor to food, agriculture, greenhouse gas emissions, which of course are the cause of climate change. So if we look at that, the opportunity here is enormous. And that's why we took this one first. One, we already have a two high volume. Three, loads of people eat it all around the world. Four, it has an enormous negative impact on the planet and we can help fix that through regenerative agriculture principles. So we were were able to work with them to try to make their whole system more water efficient and grow grow rice in a way that emits less greenhouse gases. And if we're able to do that, really test and learn on such a big big partner and a trusted partner, and also on a huge commodity crop that has an impact, that story is enormous. And that can go really far with mainstream consumers who eat those products every day. The second project focuses on improving the yield and quality of tomatoes grown in Southern Spain and the soil in which they're produced. Tomatoes are the top ingredient in Nor products globally. We've seen a major challenge with growing tomatoes this past year. And you may, of course, have heard about the increase in cost of tomatoes and other ingredients because of the impacts of climate change and COVID. So we've actually had some, some challenges with our tomato supply for a variety of reasons. One big one being because of uh, water scarcity and also because of climate change. So this is why we wanted to work with, with tomatoes and we really wanted to see how we can how we can work with them to decrease diseases and, and pests and also decrease water use and also in the meantime, of course, decrease the climate impact. The third project in northern France is with vegetable supplier Ardo and it looks to improve the soil health and climate resiliency in response to lower yields due to weather. And it highlights the importance of partnerships in NOR's initiative. Now with this one, we actually have been working together with some external experts at Green Soul and Pierre Projet, who were able to actually look at what's needed because we, weren't, we didn't have the expertise needed to evaluate it. So we were able to work with them to really say, you know, what do we need to do? And they've developed the program together with us. And next year, we, we plan to go on with, with many more. And we have some really cool plans ahead in uh, Europe, US, and also Latin America. We have a great opportunity for a reforestation project in the United States that I'm looking forward to. And maybe next time we speak, I can hopefully tell you more details about those. 
But these 50 projects are all over the world. They're, and the next ones we'll go to will be Southeast Asia, China, India, and so on and so forth. So it's a, it's a great plan that we have ahead of us. We can't do it alone. So we do need to work with external partners, external experts, and we need to have the, the trust of our suppliers and our partners along the way. In the spirit of partnership, Unilever and NOR are encouraging other industry stakeholders to join forces to drive change further. And to help them, it's making its guiding principles available in the public domain and sharing lessons that it's learned along the way. So we're just at the beginning, but I can share a few lessons and maybe ideas and a little bit of help for others who are are kicking this off and really stepping into this challenging, very complicated space of regenerative agriculture. I think the first one, which I've mentioned a bit, is around making sure that we design the projects with our suppliers and farmers to address what they need. So we need to make sure that right from the beginning, we say, you know, what's happening and how can we help you fix the problem? As opposed to saying, this is our policy and you need to put it into place. So that's a key one, really working with our suppliers and farmers learning together, upskilling together, and sharing along the way. So designing those projects for something they need and empowering them, as I said, with the monitoring system so they can see and adjust as they go. The second one is using external partners and experts, not just to help, but also to get input on what we're doing, but to monitor and track the process and work together in order to have more impact. So I think that's a really big one. And I think the third one is, you know, I'm openly sitting in in the marketing team and we like things that we can see the results of tomorrow. You know, we're people and we all like that. And we wanna say, you know, today I put in this effort and tomorrow I'll see the impact and that's human behavior. And in this case, we have to ensure we have a long-term investment and commitment because these projects take time and they take resource. And as I said, we're talking about nature and nature takes time and it will do volatile things that we can't predict. So this project is an investment that comes from the Unilever Climate Nature Fund, which is a ring fenced amount of money that needs to be spent over the next 10 years to accelerate the brand's effort toward climate and nature. So it's part of that which makes the investment a long-term investment that's already been put forward. And then the other piece is that this commitment, of course, is Nora's commitment, but it's part of the bigger Unilever commitment to help protect and regenerate land, forests, and oceans. So those are the things that I would say are really, really important for us to keep in mind that are different than other projects that we may do in, you know, in marketing for sure, but also in supply chain and how we move forward. So we have to shift our mindset a little bit to take those into consideration. To sustain investments in regenerative agriculture and the environment long-term, NOR is leveraging its efforts to create deeper connections with consumers. I understand that to be a force for good, we have to make planetary benefits a business benefit. We also understand that we have the responsibility to act And we also know that people are craving a connection to nature. So we really need to take a look and say, 
how can we make this a business opportunity? And how can we tell these stories to really grow our business, get new consumers and gain the trust and the love of existing and new people and also future generations? So we also know that people are looking to hear the stories of what we're doing. So we've worked together. We did a really cool project called the Good Food Lab uh, project where we, we got together with some university students that are future food leaders. They work, they are in a university that works in you know, region, agriculture and food and nutrition. And we asked them you know, what they really think we should do. And, you know, right now it isn't mainstream consumer language and it isn't a mainstream consumer benefit to have these planetary pieces on pack in the story. People, we know that people will choose them if everything is equivalent and they like the brand, but we actually need it to be an advantage. So when we spoke to these university students about, you know, what do you think the future of how we communicate about this is and how are we going to make this a business benefit? Because otherwise, you know, it's going to be challenging to keep getting these investments. And they said, bring us along on your journey, which I think is a really interesting piece to think about. In marketing, we often go for the killer claim, the three words we can put on a tiny pack that will make us the competitive brand or the competitive product. We test it, we furnish it, we polish it and we put it on. And in this case, we need to let people in a little more. We need to let our consumers come along on our story. We need to tell them, you know, look, we just talked to our, our farmers in, in Spain who grow the tomatoes in your soup and they have a higher yield because of what we're doing. And we need to bring them along on this journey. And that's exactly what we intend to do, which is why we spoke to these farmers and we went to the farms to say, you know, what can we do and how can we tell your story? So that when people think about our brand and think about our products, they naturally associate it in a system one way to ingredients that are high quality, tasty, good for the people along the whole chain and themselves, and of course, good for the planet. So we're gonna use some creative ways to see how we can tell the stories through retail partnerships, through partnerships with you know, external influencers and experts, through different ways to really bring this forward to say, this is the right thing to do and, and we're here to help not just you contribute, but also the others in, in the categories. So that's the way that we hope to really go forward. And we do really, really believe that it will be a business benefit and that it is. And we do believe that doing good for the planet will do good for our business. Talking with consumers about regenerative agriculture isn't easy. The concept is complicated and multifaceted, which is why Shaver says Nor looks for ways to make sustainability relatable and quantifiable. What we've done is we've, we've done some work to really find out how we can drive choice for products and ingredients that are grown for good. And on that journey, we figured out different iterations of saying sustainably sourced, of saying regenerative agriculture, which nobody can roll off their tongue, to be honest. And we really came down to looking at in different countries, even in different areas and in the US, different states, to say what they care about and how to unlock that. And the cool thing about regenerative agriculture is that it's not just a toolkit for our farmers, it's a toolkit for communication. So if we say, 
people are aware of water scarcity, which is the one that you said. You know, how do we make sure that we talk about what we've done to say, you know, by buying this product, you're actually giving back, you know, 25 swimming pools every time you eat the soup. Or how can we say, you know, grown with care for the land and the farmers and areas where people are really concerned about that? Or even, you know, climate friendly ingredients or something so far to really wake people up to, you know, the impact that we have and then provide a solution as well. And I really feel that's where we have an opportunity. And we also have the obligation to work together to really fix what we've done. On that note, Shaver urges everyone in the industry to take a closer look at how their actions are impacting the environment and to work together to restore and rebuild the planet's health for the long term and for the health of future generations. With that, we've reached the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join me again for another installment. And to help you remember, I encourage you to subscribe to us. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week.